Welcome back, folks, to episode eight of the Mighty Thor cast. I split the coasting, coasting, there we go again. I split the hosting responsibilities, uh, with. <laughs> Terry Ann. <laughs> yes. Hello, Terry. How are you? I'm just fine. How are you? <laughs> other, other than amused. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, my coasting. I have coasting responsibilities. That's, that's what that is. Just your, your lovely little combo word for co-host. Yeah, that's, that's what it is, exactly. Alright guys, uh, today we have on tap, uh, three issues of the 1952 volume of Journey into Mystery, uh, numbers 97, 98, and 99. Um, Taking a step back a sec, not really any feedback um, that I know of. We haven't gotten any emails. Uh, nothing's really changed on the fan site. I uh, haven't had any comments, so there's there's no feedback this time. Are you really out there, people? Sorry. I didn't hear anybody respond. So uh, uh, Me neither. I, I guess not. I, I don't know. All right. Issue 97 of uh, Journey into Mystery. We see Thor here on the cover with this big purple dude looks like he's climbing out of a out of the top of a mountain uh the cover indicates that he is lava man not sure why he's purple but and then the second half of this journey into mystery is not its usual sci-fi or or freaky horror kind of tale Uh, it's not strictly a thor tale but it is a tales of asgard story so um, it begins a series of tales that uh, give a little background, I think, into some of the other entities in Asgard and into Asgard itself. Now, we uh, we didn't plan to be talking about these, but wanted to let you guys know that it is there in case you want to uh, search those out. I believe they were just recently released as if definitely as a trade but it might have been as a hardback by marvel all of these put together now our creators for this issue are uh, stan lee is the writer mr kirby is the artist and he is inked by don heck so back to the original creators there for a little while kirby was off handling other responsibilities who knows exactly we see Thor um, flying to the rescue of a jet fighter that is tumbling towards a, uh, a city that it was flying over Thor gets up there to the plane and checks into it and finds out that the pilot has passed out he assumes from lack of oxygen uh, but it could be any number of things. But Thor uh, rips open the cockpit and extracts the pilot and then gives uh, the uh, the plane a little blow by swinging his hammer. Blow as in wind, not striking it blow. But he, he uh, blows it away into the ocean. I heard that. And um, then he... he takes the pilot uh, on down to the the medical base that he's from there and is um, 
uh, kind of assaulted as the paparazzi are uh, are apt to do, and he he runs away like in fear. Which yeah, I, this is a, this was the first time I've ever noticed him doing something like that. I I thought that was rather weird. That was a little uncharacteristic. I don't know. Yes. You know now his his concern is valid, but. Mm-hmm. You know, he he indicates because he he flies on into the city away from him and indicates in uh, monologue that the reason he did it was he was afraid that um, somehow they would figure out his his human identity, um, which I don't know. The only way really to do that is for him to either let go of the hammer or strike it on the ground twice. Mm-hmm. So I, I you know, but. So he runs away to the city, changes back to uh, Don Blake, a couple buildings over from his office, and then walks to his his office. And uh, on the way, he passes a barker selling papers with the headline, Inhuman Creature Stalks Scene of New Volcanic Eruption. So there's the first inkling we have that something is going on with some sort of volcano creature. Um, Blake goes on to his office and we find out that it's his day off, but, uh, but he still decided to come in. Jane is there taking inventory. Uh, of course, Blake didn't just show up. He wanted to be there because he knew she would be there. Of course, he's in love. I don't think they really mentioned that, but that's, he laments that he can't be honest with her. Um, they're, Getting all touchy feely, and then Jane decides to leave before they get too touchy feely. Uh, That's because he won't he won't speak up. He won't tell her what's on his mind. Right, and she's tired of waiting for him to tell her what's on his mind. And she doesn't want to date a wuss. Yep. Speak your piece, and he won't. He wants to, and he almost does, but. He doesn't, and this this particular episode issue uh, brings to head a, a portion of the story actually that comes up in the next two issues as well. So he, um, Doctor Blake, uh, Jane leaves, goes back home. Uh, must have been her day off too. The office must have just been closed, and so she was doing something. But he kind of ran her off. Um, Blake changes into Thor. And finally decides that he's going to talk to Odin, his father, and convince Odin to let him tell Jane the truth. But as has happened before, uh, Odin says no. So now, let's see, is it the next day? No, it's just a flash of the street down below. More people are reading Reading this paper, these papers, menace from volcano identified as lava man. Havoc, uh, widespread. Thousands flee, rally troops to stop lava man. So apparently this, this lava man is getting to be a, a, a bigger issue. So obviously it's, you know, it, it's, it's very ham fisted foreboding that this is what Thor is going to be up against soon. Um, Loki uh, is uh, – now, see, this is something I don't understand. Loki is free, but he's in Asgard. He's always been chained up or tied up or something, but now he's free. But he's still a prisoner because he says, I'm still a prisoner of Asgard. Of Asgard, but he's 
able to move around. Last time we saw him, he was chained up. That's true. But uh, Loki is looking in, sees, first of all, that Thor is distressed about Jane, but then he also sees uh, snippets from the earth about this lava man menace and uh, decides that he's going to watch all the proceedings because he figures that Thor and the lava man will in in, in inevitably fight, and um, he figures that the lava man will beat Thor. But of course, Thor's and that's when that's when we also learned right here that that Loki is the one that brought the lava man up. Yeah, it, earlier he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember any mention of that in the books earlier. Do you? No. So I didn't know if maybe I had missed that or you know what exactly was going on. So, um. Jane comes back in, um, I guess that same day. I don't know. There's, yeah. I think it's all the same day. Yeah, there's, there's not really a, a definite indication of, of time, but she comes back in to tell Blake that she's leaving. Uh, she can't be with him because he won't speak his mind to her and she can't work with, be around somebody. Um, it, it's a woman thing. It's it's rather confusing, but she says that because of the way he is, he is, she can't be his nurse anymore. Again, we uh, see more indications: lava man near cities, residents flee suburbs in the in the papers. As Blake is walking home, uh, the uh, army uh, comes in and, and starts telling all the people that they need to leave, they need to seek shelter. And uh, pretty much right behind them is this lava man. Now, do you not find it rather amazing that it has to get to the point where they're evacuating the streets before Blake slash Thor realizes what's going on? I guess that's meant to show you how preoccupied he is with Jane. Okay. I mean, that's the only thing I can figure because you can bet. As many different uh, headlines as we've seen, it's also had to have been on the radio and television. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, he hasn't. And and we were talking about, was this the same day? How could it be the same day when they've got a new newspaper out with new headlines? Well, the one panel that had three or four newspapers, they all had different headlines. Okay, as someone who works in that business, I know that that's not the way it is. But you remember that panel? Yeah. I just thought they were re- that was the front page and the back page. The whole paper was about this menace. I I, I took it as being different. He- oh, okay. Different headlines. Okay. Yeah, I I understand that you can't. You know, you're not going to print one run of paper with five or six different headlines. Okay. Anyway, move so, on. Sorry. Um. So as I said, the um the lava man is is right there behind him. The army attacks him, and, and he he defeats them using various means, uh, all tied into being presumably a, a creature made of lava. Uh, Blake finally turns into Thor and confronts him. And the first time he confronts him, he thinks that the lava man escaped. 
but he didn't. What he did is he melted his way down below the streets to where he could uh, run into whatever water source, whether there's water under the city or he broke pipes or whatever. But he turned uh, the water into a geyser and used the geyser to blow Thor up into the air, who uh, acrobatically grabs hold of a, a flagpole and then just blindly throws his hammer into the sewer, saying, let your irresistible force flush him out into the open, speaking to his hammer, of course. And so the hammer does indeed uh, force the lava man out of the sewer. It returns to Thor, and they resume their their hand-to-hand combat, at which point the lava man encases Thor, except for his head, in a, uh, a cocoon, as you were, as as it were, excuse me, of uh, quick drying, clinging lava. So it uh, cools off and turns into rock that is strong enough to hold the uh, the mighty Thor at bay. But Thor. Um, He's trying to convince the lava man that their people can live in peace with the humans, and the lava man's not buying it. He um, are those actually wires? The one fateful surge of energy. See, I, I, I'm not. <clears throat> if these are wires, I, I don't know where they came from. And if they're not wires, I don't know what in the world they are because they sure look like wires. But uh, Thor releases um, energy that that causes him to glow and uh, blows up the stone cocoon that he is trapped in. Uh, it, it's not very clear how. doesn't say that he absorbed it and, and rechanneled it or anything. Um Marshalling all my strength by making one supreme effort. So it, it, I, I don't. What what happened and what they wrote and what they drew, I don't think I'll match up some for some reason. But uh, Thor is out and uh, fighting uh, the lava man again, who uh, increases his size and becomes a large like block of stone. And he, he tries to topple onto Thor, but Thor sets up a whirlwind that whisks him up into the atmosphere. And then he uh, directs the whirlwind to deposit the lava man into a volcano and causes a, a nearby mountain to crash down into the volcano, sealing, uh, sealing the caldera and trapping Lava Man inside. Next, after having saved at least the city, uh, perhaps the Earth, Thor rushes back to Blake's office, and as Dr. Blake gets there, just as Jane has arrived to get the last of her personal effects and introduce um, 
Dr. Blake to Dr. Bruce Andrews, who is the new doctor that she is going to be working for, um, a contemporary and a, a known peer uh, of Dr. Blake's. And she leaves, uh, leaving Blake all by himself to lament the fact that neither he nor Thor can tell her the truth. And if he had, it would have made all the difference. She never would have left. So what did you think about that one? I didn't particularly care for it. It made Thor appear. I understand. I mean, I'm I'm a woman. I believe in love. I like a love story. Ah, I'll, I'll hush. Ah. So, but they made Thor appear too weak and sappy for my taste. Uh, almost as a uh, slang term for female reproductive anatomy. Ah. Uh, Rhymes with Bedusi. Uh huh. Yeah, that's kind of kind of how he came across. Yeah. Because I just I just can't imagine that that it would have gotten so bad that the troops would have cleared the streets before he realized there was some harm befalling America, the humans that he so loves. He yeah he he was he was kind of uh, thick, wasn't he? No, yeah, I mean there's wrapped up, but then that was wrapped up, tied up, as, away as as Blake. Yeah, he he was kind of thick. Um, yeah. Yeah, and. The, the, it's, and Mealy, Mealy—that's the worst part. Well, Thick and Mealy. He ran away from the um, the reporters at the very from beginning. From the paparazzi, yeah. Um, he, he he tried to negotiate with the lava man. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't just say, "Okay, that's enough terrorizing my people. You're done." He's like, um, "What was his name? Rodney King? Can't mm-hmm. we all just get along?" Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he tried first, and and that didn't work. Uh, now, we never did find out, I don't believe, really why the Lava Man was doing this. We know Loki had something to do with it, but we don't know the backstory. You know, we don't know the human beings attacked his people or, you know, anything about it. So, uh-huh. uh, Lava Man is a, is a, a race of, of subterranean peoples in the Marvel Universe. They pop up periodically. So, um, he is drawn like most of them are drawn, but I don't know that there's a connection. You know, there was no connection here about a people, my people, you know, anything. Yeah, there was. Yeah. The lava man made reference to his people? Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, you fight for your cause, mighty one, but I oh, fight, fight for, for mine. Me. My people have earned the right to claim Earth's surface for their own. That's right. So he came as a conqueror. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what Loki did to make him think he was a conqueror. I don't know. So um, the, the that one panel that really confused me about Thor in the cocoon with the wires. I mean, if he if he absorbed electricity through some nearby wires that had fallen, that's fine. He absorbed it, absorbed it, absorbed it, and then released it as a burst. I don't think those were supposed to be wires per se. I think they were supposed to be radiations of of the current that he was creating with his own muscles and sinews and tendons. It just it was drawn funky. Okay, well that being the case, yes, it was drawn very badly. Yes. Very very badly. Kirby um, had a moment. Somebody else might have filled in for him. Could be on that one page. Yeah, it, it's hard to say. 
Um, yeah, I, I wasn't. I mean, I, I thought they had a, a a decent opportunity with a villain that could, you know, give Thor a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not human, so you know, hopefully he could take a little bit more abuse and, and toss uh, throw throw out a little bit more abuse. But um, it seemed very one sided. It seemed like he was doing everything, and Thor was just on the defensive. Yeah. Until that one final thing that seemed pretty easy. He could have done that at the very beginning and exactly had more time to lament about Jane. Right off the bat, you know, he could have had his mystical hammer do a do a whirlwind and and the hammer would know where he was from. So take him back to his volcano and seal it. And there we go. Yep. So. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Journey to Mystery. Uh, 1952 volume issue 98. Um, another uh, villain on this cover that comes back to haunt not only Thor, but several um, – it becomes a mainstay in the Marvel Universe. Actually, I think Levi and I talked about this character on one of the Bronze Age podcasts. I think you did. Iron Man, maybe he was with Iron Man, or maybe it was a later volume uh, issue of Thor. But yeah, and so that's in the in the 1970s, and this is in the mid 60s. So, uh, but the the villain is the Cobra. Actually, this issue has the origin of the Cobra. Um, some things I have some issues with in this one too, and the uh, second tale in this. Issue of Journey into Mystery is another Tales of Asgard tale. This one uh, talking about Odin himself. We see uh, Cobra battling Thor while climbing down a wall. So you kind of get the the idea that you know this dude has some things he can do that aren't normal human kind of things, even though he looks very human. So the issue, uh, first of all, was drawn, excuse me, was written by Stan Lee. This one was drawn by Don Heck, which we know from the previous issue is also a penciler. So he, or an inker, excuse me. So he penciled or drew and uh, inked this issue. Issue opens with Thor running amuck in his, uh, his alter ego's office. He's trashing it because of Jane having left last issue. He's still so in love. Okay. Uh, he changes back to Blake. Blake does a little bit of trashing of the office here himself. He thinks back to conversation, a uh, one of the last conversations conversations he had with Jane. Uh, thinks back to her leaving and uh, decides to return to Asgard to once again. Well, Odin calls him. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what the lightning was. Okay. Yeah, yeah Odin calls him home because he sees what a booby's being, basically. Yeah. And yeah. he yeah. calls him back and has a look conversation with him, which doesn't doesn't go very well. Um, Odin says it can't be, and Thor says you can't change my heart. And basically leaves it at that. They agree to disagree. Uh, Thor 
returns back as, as Don Blake, you know, returns back to Earth and, and continues to lament his, his love life. Story then cuts to, uh, it says the other side of the globe, but I thought that. Toward the east. Um, India. Bombay, yeah, because yeah, that's a where. region of India. That's where Blake goes. Okay. It cuts to uh, India, and we see Professor Schechter. I guess not to be confused with Lecter, although I don't know if that novel was out yet. And uh, his assistant, uh, the assistant so far isn't given. Klaus. Yes, there it is, Klaus. Uh, And Klaus is who ultimately turns out to be the Cobra. Um. Blake goes to India to try to help Dr. Schechter. Schechter, yes. Uh, because it was one of his teachers. He finds out that he's sick. And he goes, uh, turns into Thor in, in, in quite the spectacle and, and visits the ailing doctor as Thor. And Dr. Schechter tells him the story of Klaus um, poisoning or uh, uh, loosing a uh, a cobra on the doctor but finds out that the cobra had been irradiated. And so through that irradiated venom, it, it starts to change cobra, makes Lecter sick, but Schechter. Uh, Schechter, Lecter. Schechter. <laughs> makes Schechter sick. And actually kills him. Ulti- he ultimately, yeah. yeah um, he does. So, you know, my question became, well, why did it just make him sick and not – why did it not kill the other dude? Why? Because he took the um, venom. Anti-venom. Anti-venom that they had been working on. See, that was his whole plot from the beginning, Klaus's so, whole plot from the beginning. To poison them both, but he was going to take the anti-venom. Take the anti-venom, yeah. Okay. So he did. Right. It, if it bites me, it, it'll look like it was just some accident. It won't look like I did it. So I'll let right. it bite me, and then I'll take the anti-venom. Uh-huh. And he did, but the anti-venom, along with the fact that the snake was irradiated. Turned uh, him into Cobra ju- Man. Ju- juiced him up here. So mm-hmm. now – uh, Thor leaves the doctor and goes searching for the cobra. Travels uh, by himself all the way back to the U.S. Um, somewhere, um, perhaps New York. Idlewild. I don't know where Idlewild is. Where do you see that? Finally at Idlewild Airport when the creature who now calls himself the Cobra. Right there. Second panel. Idle Idle Wild. Idle Wild Airport. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know where that is. I don't know. That Thor used a typhoon to blow himself, so you would yeah. think it was pretty far away. Yeah. Uh, so But he lands and um he does indeed um track down Cobra. Who is 
at a chemical manufacturing plant. Yeah, manufacturing plant. Um Did he ever say why this one? He just he wanted a chemical manufacturing plant because he wanted to make um more of the, the capsules yeah. capsules of the deadly cobra gas. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, okay, the cobra serum to create an army. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he's going to use that to create bad guys to take over the world. And in the midst of his uh, pronouncements upon these chemical um, uh, uh, CEO, whatever business people these are, plant owners, uh, Thor breaks in on him, and um, Cobra attacks him with a couple things that, if this so recently happened, I don't understand how he had this weaponry already, but he. Uh, Shoots from the back of his hand cobra darts, uh, which I assume have venom, venom in them, yes. on them, whichever. And then he looses or he throws, um, it looks like he throws some canisters that look like fat plant leaves or something. I guess maybe they're fat snake scales or something. But they have cobra gas in them and uh, trying to poison Thor, but Thor uses his hammer to uh, to blow the gas away. And while he's doing that, Cobra ties him up with um, – Unbreakable cobra cord. Yeah. With, well, since when do cobras have cords? When did he get it? How did he get it? Where did he get it? I, uh, any of this. Same place he got his lovely little outfit on his way from India to the United States. Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, I guess from the – He stopped off at Supervillains R.S. <laughs> from the time that he poisoned the doctor till the time that Thor got there must have been weeks or months in order for him to do all this. Mm-hmm. So, so he ties Thor up with the cord and – Thor loses his hammer, and then Cobra throws him out a window to the to the street below, which hopefully he hit the street as Thor, not as Blake. But he re- he was he was goaded into that by Thor. Oh, into throwing him out to get him into throwing him out the window because Thor knew he would change. Mm-hmm. And he does. He changes back to Blake, and so Blake, being smaller, uh, he slips the cords. And then I guess he he makes his way back inside while Cobra is outside looking for him, passing Cobra, which I don't know why Cobra would allow a human to walk by him. But and then he uh, Blake finds his cane and changes back to Thor, resumes his fight with Cobra. This time Cobra. Releases a liquid chemical force blast from some of the machinery at the at the chemical plant that uh, hits Thor with enough force to destroy a dozen mortal men. Thor then recovers and throws his hammer at Cobra, finding out that Cobra is pretty fast because he physically dodges the hammer. 
but in the process, the hammer um, damages some more equipment there in the chemical factory, causing that equipment to fall down onto Cobra, so we think. Um, it releases a gas, so Thor can't see. He can't tell for sure that the, you know, that the cobra is gone. But the um, the cobra shows back up at Blake's office now. Um, having- Doctor Andrews, Doctor Andrews's office. Oh, it was Andrew. Okay, he was just looking yes. for a doctor's office, and he ran into yes. Andrews Andrews office. Yeah. Yes. So. This is in New York. Okay. Which means that that Idlewind Airport must have been in New York. In New York, the chemical plant must have been nearby too for him to be able to get here. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, none of that is explained. We just assume, or actually, we don't assume. We just blindly read. Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, these these stories are starting to get more more plot holes than like a an old tired pair of socks, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, so now he is seeking a doctor's office because he's looking for chemicals. Mm-hmm. He wasn't he able to get them at the plant, so he's so he's what? So he's looking for serums in the doctor's office. Yes. Yeah. So the the first office that he decides to try to get into is uh, Andrew's office, and Andrew's is where Foster is working. And Andrews is being a big wuss. Uh, even a bigger wuss than Blake. Yep. And so Jane realizes, well, if you're just as wussy as him, I'll just stay with him. Because at least I love him. And finds out that, yeah, Andrews is just, he's a big wuss. He, um, and she finds that out because Cobra makes demands and Andrews just gives right into the demands. He doesn't try to argue, doesn't try to fight or resist or anything. He just does what he says. So now um, Blake, or Blake, yes, Foster, sees Thor outside and decides to try to signal him by uh, just, uh, breaking some glass. But in the process, as far as she knows, all she does is alerts Cobra to the fact that she's up to something. He uh, basically attacks her, and she yells and screams, uh, help at which point Thor does turn up now. Don't know if he turned up because she was screaming or because she broke the glass or I guess in truth it really doesn't matter. Just that he's there to save the day. So he's there. Cobra has Foster uh, as a hostage. Basically says, uh, okay, now you need to do what I say or I'm going to hurt her. And Thor is like, oh, no, no, you can't hurt her. I'll do whatever you say, uh, much like a uh, Dr. Andrews just did, more or less. So with Thor quasi off his back, uh, Cobra climbs a window and starts trying to descend the building, all the while holding Nurse Foster hostage physically. And Thor comes up with a with a gimmicky kind of plan. He flies out the window before Cobra can see and flies around the building with the idea of coming back at Cobra from his blind side, basically, uh, which he does. 
he kicks him, breaks the hold that he has on Jane. Uh, she starts to fall, and he has to choose, so he rescues her, loses sight or track of Cobra. Um, he knows he kicked him, but that's that's all he knows. So Jane gets rescued. She goes back to Andrews and resigns from him, goes back to Blake and says, uh, it's so good of you to take me back. I've been such a fool. And he said, yeah, you have. You be- uh, No, he says, uh, don't worry about it, Jane. It's nothing but a thing. And we see Cobra climbing out of the river. So he he'll be back later. He survived his run-in with the mighty Thor. Thoughts? Some more... Not quite... He wasn't as bad. He wasn't as limpy, mealy in this one. He wasn't as bad. He actually managed to uh, keep his little anguished thoughts enough about him to uh, actually do something... And try to defeat Cobra and nah, I still didn't like it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find something, but you know. Yeah, I'm not caring for this one either. Okay. Alrighty. So the next um issue that we run to is ninety nine. Issue ninety nine, Journeys into Mystery. And it's the mighty Thor meets the most dramatic super foe of the year, the mysterious Mr. Hyde. I just love the drama. He's in, and it begins with it's another um, Lee Heck issue. Want to bring that up there? But it begins with Thor turning back into Blake, saying, "I hope that a new menace doesn't show up because I'll be too helpless to fight." So of course, what does that mean? A new menace is going to show up that he's going to have to fight. Yep. And it's Mr. Hyde, stronger than a dozen men, more dangerous than any mere mortal. And uh, Mr. Hyde is also another reoccurring villain, current uh, villain. So this is his actual origin story as well, just like um, last issue was Cobra. And perhaps the issue of Thor before that was the first appearance of the Lava Men, but that I'm not sure. They might have popped up in um, Fantastic Four before, but – so we've got two two consecutive origin stories of villains that are still around in the Marvel Universe. Ah, it's thrilling. Ooh. 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 And the uh, initial page is talking about how you would be a fool, just a fool, to try to threaten the awesome Thunder God. But this is not a mere mortal man. So Thor is traveling on his way out of the city, and everyone's ooing and aahing over him as he goes, saying, oh, now we'll have something to tell our children because we've actually seen the mighty Thor in flight. And we don't know where he's going at this time. But there is a sinister figure on the street that is quite happy to see him gone because he says now that Thor is gone, that he can start his evil plan, his evil plot, because there will be no one left to frustrate his plan and he's going to find dr blake apparently he has some issues with the good dr blake which we'll find out 
what those issues are here in a moment. And then we find out that Thor is actually traveling to Asgard. He is once again going to see Odin to plead his case about Jane. I'm getting a little tired of this reoccurring pleading our case about Jane. I understand true love. Okay, anyway, so he's gone in to talk to Odin, and Odin is like, I can't believe it. I think his patience is as tried as ours about this so. whole um, story here about Jane and how much he loves her. And he said, but, but Thor's like, but I can repeat my plea because I'm a heir to the throne. And I must have her. I must, I must, I must. And Odin's like, no, no, no. So while they're fighting, Dr. Hyde, Mr. Hyde is down on this, on the street trying to find Dr. Blake's office. And Jane is lamenting the fact that how much she just loves McDonald Blake, but can't stand his little mealy ways and wishes that things could be different. And then, we can find out about Mr. Hyde and where he knows Dr. Blake from. And it seems that he was a scientist or a doctor or something, and he goes to Dr. Blake because he wants to get a job. Sabo or Zabo. Yes, Sabo. He wants to get a job with him, and he wants to get in his good graces, and then he wants to steal all his research and all his thoughts and and, and everything that, that Dr. Blake has because he's such a good doctor and scientist. But Dr. Blake has heard of him and rejects him in front of the nurse Jane Foster in not kind, a not kind way and humiliates him. So Calvin Zabo says, I will come back for you because I hate you because you humiliated me. I hate everything about you. You have a beautiful nurse. You have wealth. You have fame. And I will find some way to get you back. I vow it. So then he goes to the, to his laboratory. Zabo goes to his laboratory and starts thinking about the classic tale of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and comes up with his own serum. And lo and behold, it works. And he turns into Mr. Hyde, who has the strength of a dozen men and absolutely no conscience, apparently. And then he realizes also that not only does he have that strength, but his everything is different about him. He's, it's like he's a different person, his fingerprints and everything. So he decides, okay, I can do all this nefarious stuff as I am Mr. Hyde, and no one will ever know that it's Calvin Zabo, and I can have this dual life, and I'll be all fine. I can just change back into Zabo and not have to worry about anybody catching me. Wonderful plan. So he's he that's how he got started. I've heard worse. Yeah, I've heard uh, worse plans. But, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, I, I can do all this, and they'll never realize it's me because I'll do it as somebody else. Yes, sort of like Thor and Dr. Blake. Hmm. Mm. Yes. yes. So he finally finds Dr. Blake's office, and he smashes into it. As Hyde. As Mr. Hyde. Right, not as Calvin Zabo. Right, as Mr. Hyde. As Mr. Hyde. While he's doing all this... Thor is still in Asgard pleading with Odin, and Odin is like, I've told you no, I meant no, and that's what I've said no, and that's what I'm saying. You cannot have a mere earth girl as your wife. To become an immortal, you must prove yourself to be noble and unselfish and fearless and possessing virtues far in excess of an ordinary earthbound person. Because now Thor is saying, but you can turn her into an immortal, and then I can marry her. So Thor raises his hammer. 
at Odin because he is so infuriated. And, and Odin's like, what, boy? You better just set yourself down and smacks him with his little power there. But then feels bad because he knows that Thor is anguished with his lovelorn loss of love. And he just, he feels bad for him and he says, fine, fine, fine. Go back home and if Nurse Foster proves herself worthy, that long litany of things that you have to be worthy in order to be turned into an immortal, then we'll talk again. So Thor is just so happy. It's, it's, it's funny. He says, where a human can be strong, a thunder god is mighty. Where a human can be fast, a thunder god is lightning swift. Where a human might be happy, a thunder god's unbridled joy knows no limits. So he's like giddy going through the city, swirling around on the lampposts and stuff. He's just all happy because he knows his Jane Foster is going to prove worthy of being an immortal. He just knows it because he's in love with her. So he gets back to his office, and as he's coming in one window and turning back into Donald Blake, Mr. Hyde is coming in through the through the door, smashing it in. And surprising Jane Foster. So he goes out there to see what that ruckus is. And he says, I don't recognize that voice. I don't know who that is. And and Jane's like, Doctor, I tried to warn you. And, and he's like, I've got to distract him because I've got to get back to my cane. And Zabo, well, Mr. Hyde, he's Mr. Hyde right at this, Mr. At this Hyde. point, thinks that... He's trying to grab the cane in order to fight with him, and he pushes him out the window, even though he says, I didn't mean for it to go this quickly. I wanted to toy with you a little while, but here we go. So while he's falling out the window, Jane is fainting. Mr. Hyde is ripping into the safe, stealing all the secrets and all the money and everything. And Dr. Blake is still falling out the window, and he says, if I can just reach the side of the building with this cane and tap it twice, I can turn into Thor. And lo and behold, that works, of course. And he twirls his hammer and goes back up helicopter-ish, but, Doc, but Mr. Hyde is already gone. Jane Foster's fine. She's worried about Donald Blake. Thor says he's okay. Goes down to the street and calls her up as Donner Blake and just assures her that he's fine. And then he goes after Mr. Hyde. So Mr. Hyde has gotten all of these plans. He has all these Plans for the future where he's going to use a superhuman strength in his newly formed devious scheming brain and do all these things because there's nobody that can do anything about him. And suddenly there's a newscast saying that Dr. Blake has lived. He's not been killed. And that makes him even angrier because now he's foiled his revenge and he has to go and try to find him again and, and kill him again. And then all of a sudden we're in the main lobby of one of the uh, banks in the city and Thor has crashed into the lobby telling all the people they might as well stand back because they can't defeat him. And he steals all the money, threatens the guards, and leaves. And then the police are all getting together going, what's going on? If this is Thor turned bad, what are we going to do? They're, we can't defeat him. What, we got to figure out something to do. And they're out there looking for him. And so ends this issue. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Yeah. So you know we uh, we we are shown a couple new villains in in these issues, but uh, the writing is just um, uh, shall we say very holy. Um. 
Yeah, and, and I guess the way that we're going to have to find out uh, who this other Thor is is the next issue because yes. there was there was no hint of it in this one. He just popped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. have no idea why Thor has turned to a life of crime. So, all right. Ah, so there we go, guys. There is a slightly painful um, overview of issues 97, 98, and 99 of Journey into Mystery. Next episode, we will talk about issues 100. The, the, the continuance of this little drama here. And issue 101 of Journey into Mystery. And issue 616 of the new volume of Thor, which came out last week as we do this. We're doing this on Thursday night. Uh, the previous Wednesday, 616 came out. So these uh, 101 Journey to Mystery 616 Thor, that's what we've got on tap next episode. Um Anything else you want to add about these books or about Thor or I just I just hope that he gets I hope he gets over his love sickness. Um I don't think he will. All right. I think it's just it's an ongoing thing. Um He was in love before. This is like bleh. Yeah, it, it's it's gotten to where he can't stand it. He can't and do anything other than than whine about it. Yes. Yeah. Pr- pretty. Pretty much. Yes. So. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything to add. I, it, it's cool to have seen the origin of Cobra and Mister Hyde because I, you know, I recognize them from other other places. Um, the Lava Man. Ah, okay. So. Um, I'm going to go back and just out of curiosity read these backup tales that are tales of Asgard just to see what those are like. Uh, if you guys uh, want to get in touch with us, you can email us at the Mighty Thor Podcast at gmail.com, all one word. Um, our website is Comic Book Noise. Is it? Comic book noise or deliberate noise? It's comic, comic book, book noise, noise for Thor. Slash Thor. We do have a fan page on Facebook. You can leave a message for us or whatnot there. We're frequently on Facebook. Not a problem. Uh, as we do uh, every episode and as all the more family episodes do, we want to thank Mr. Derek Coward. His time and Technical assistance make uh, the, the the majority of what you hear from us possible because we can record it, but he does all the stuff as far as getting it out to you guys. So if he wasn't doing that, you wouldn't be able to listen to it no matter how many we recorded. So thank you very much, Derek. We appreciate it. Definitely. And uh, I guess I guess that's all for this episode of the Mighty Thor podcast. Uh, Terry, any? Uh, parting uh, words, shots. Just come back for the next episode. We got a new one. Yes, we have a, a new issue, and we get to find out 
who this Thor dude was that was breaking into the bank and stuff. Obviously, uh, it's going to be Mr. Hyde, but how? Yes. So we will find that out and much more in the next exciting episode of the Mighty Thorcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.